Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Al Green. You're tuned in to the TPS Report podcast. 10-year anniversary. The Palmer Squares. Pull them out. TPS Report! Assassins, bodacious, flirtatious, trying to show faces. Uh, right time to shoot my stream, looking for the right time to flash them keys. Uh, I'm leaving, please believe in me and the rest of my heathens. Got it locked at the top of four seasons, penthouse rooftop, birds I feed. Uh, no deceiving, nothing up my sleeve. Uh, no teasing, I need you to get up on the dance floor, give that man what he asked for. I feel like busting loose, and I feel Feel like touching you Can nobody stop the juice So baby tell me what's the use Cause it's getting hot in here So take off all your clothes <laughs> I am getting so hot I wanna take my clothes off It's getting hot in her So take off all your clothes I am getting so hot I'm gonna take my clothes off Hello and welcome, everybody, <laughs> to another installment of the TPS, the last installment of the year of the TPS Reports podcast. <sighs> and what a year it was. What a year, you guys. What a year it is. I'm so done with 2020. Hey, 2020. You suck! <laughs> we were saying this the other day. It's funny to me how people are like, uh, when a year sucks, well, I guess it's different every other year. This is a little unprecedented. This is the suckiest. The reason this year sucks is not because it's this year. It's just because of a pandemic that isn't going to end because of a, a fucking calendar change. No, but this is what people do every year, pandemic or no pandemic. It's just like, you know, out There's with still, the old and with the new, even if though... If you're on lockdown right meet now... Meet the new day, same as the old day. You're going to be on <laughs> lockdown next week. It doesn't matter. Well, yeah, thanks for everybody for uh, sticking with us throughout a rough year, you guys. We didn't fucking skip a week. We did podcasts. It was our 10-year anniversary. Risked our lives. Fucking nay. Or I, like uh, more so our grandparents' lives. We played a show. We played one live show in a pandemic. Two. Risking lives. Ed's Garage. We were risking lives. That counts. <laughs> lives getting risked. Ed's Garage counts. Uh, but yeah, thanks for everybody that did listen and you know watched our live streams. We had a live stream over the, uh, was it the weekend there? Yeah. Did mm -hmm. a live stream. It was like the the most successful <laughs> one. Was it? In my opinion. No, but least viewed. Like not to audience wise. Nobody was watching this. So show. what do you measure as success? Uh what we did. We did good and we streamed you well. I think my performance on dip was the most success we've had on a live I stream. I think we so flubbed far. less on this one than other streams. Really? This one just bothers you. Uh, no, I that, feel like the, we had me, the fucking the fan comments were popping up on screen. We had the whole like tr um, multicast between Twitch and Facebook. The multicast Andy. worked great. See, they, like this is what I'm saying. Most snow successful. filters. We're sucks getting better my at ass. this. We're getting better. Yeah, fuck that snow filter. Waste of goddamned money. Um, I don't know because I was stone sober for the first one. To me, the first one was the smoothest. Is that like an oxymoron now? Stone sober. Yeah. Uh, 
And I plan on doing that for the next one after this last one. <laughs> and we're doing too hard on yourself. And we're doing dip on we're the not. next one so I can redeem myself. No, we're not. Come on, please. We're not. Please. Let Asshole. me do it right here. Asshole. I need me your purpose. I died to preacher. I want to believe it. I'm two not days after the stream, by the way. He's not over it. <laughs> It's been 48 hours since the stream. I want me a promise to keep. I want to be a little I need me a hit it every me a verse in the bucket bucket. I need a much of You know what freaked me up? What? You doubled me. I was like, I was shaky, but I was keeping with it. I had it. Oh, I, it's no, my no, no, fault. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. I'm not going to blame you. Uh, well, it's still can, do we have fault, a time machine? <laughs> but it, I'm not gonna Sounds bl- like you're blaming me. It's still my fault, but I screwed up because of you. Uh, you That's were d- blame. That's blame. <laughs> you by the were way. doubling my words, and then you don't I think go, you mess up my doubles all the time, and I just plow through, right. and I don't fuck up. So I go, I need me a healer, but the rhyme, the line is, I want me a healer. You don't think I have it queued up right here? Because <laughs> I want me a healer rhymes with Bhagavad Gita, and I, I said, mean, sort of. I said I need me a healer, and you said I want me a healer over me, Whatever. and then that. In my head, I go, idiot, it's, it's want, and you said need, and then that just fucked everything up. That's all it takes. Huh? I'm just two in my head. And then I go, by the way, fucking back too far. blame artist. That was, uh, <laughs> no, you, were, you screwed up way earlier than the end. I screwed up a few times. Definitely. <laughs> Let's listen to the whole verse. Are we doing that? Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, this is the only way for you to get... Of the path I chose. <laughs> See, right off the bat, it was a rough, it was a rough start. It was a rough finish. And this is like, you know when you wake up with a song in your head and then it's in your head the night? It's like, you gotta listen to it sometimes to get it out of your... You're hung up. You're hung up on this right now. So we need to address <laughs> play by play. This is a song, by the way, we've never played live. Uh, like a lot of songs in this stream. Never? Did? No. Can yeah. you remember any time we've ever played this song? No. This is a first. So we what do you play expect? a lot, so I just like to. So you, you flubbed? Uh, seamless, though, right back in. And Chicago, not no planetary chakra. Nah, bro, I don't have to, but I want to. I'm so phantom of the opera. I'm the angel of music. Too sick. This bag of marijuana got me dazed and confused. Feeling incoherent nonsense. Marble mountain slack jaws. You can see in your eyes are getting a little. You were like, uh oh. Yeah. You got a little skip in your eyes there, a little, little glint in your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of tells. Watch, this is where you, your posture, you're like, uh, a little shaky. Hey, the guy you were blaming f- three minutes ago has been saving your ass. I got to I got Oh I believe in a guy. Gobble the beevil the bob. I'm not blaming you. I'm saying it's my fault because <laughs> I said the wrong word and you said the right word, and that made me realize. Irregardless, irredeemable. Sounds good. Sounds good when you stop when you take your head out of your hands. <laughs> take my head out of my ass. <laughs> no, yeah, I have like. Uh, <laughs> I have like the worst poker face, I guess, if that's what you want to call it. When it comes that's to what's like great about when I'm rapping, you could tell if I'm if I don't know the words that are coming up. That's absolutely why some rappers and musicians choose to wear sunglasses indoors when they'll perform. Like that's, that. I, I don't usually like to do that, but like there is a uh, big daddy, big daddy, 
yeah, big daddy comfort zone. Of You're the, invisible the when you have your shades on. But my eyes are literally invisible. Like you can't see the uncertain. The eyes will be, they're the windows to the soul, my friend. They're going to they're gonna be a tell every time before, like people might not even notice you fucked up all that much. Uh, but like if they're looking at you, even on this podcast, sometimes like our eyes, like we're trying to think of the joke we want to say. It just sounds probably like we hit the joke. But if you were watching Never. this shit, you'd see us like flustering, fluttering our eyes like, what's funny? And you got to figure it out. <laughs> you know, the visual totally, uh, you know, impacts the, the perspective. I man. wish people who listen to this uh, had any idea of like how much smarter I sound not on here. It's not that much. A little bit, though. Sure. It's, but also, would they not understand, like, pressure of being uh, in front of, let's call it an audience, even though we're sitting here alone, but, like, on mic, this is the right. show. This is this is not 30 minutes ago was talking. This is the show. Hopefully, it's better than the 30 minutes ago That's was why, talking. like, all of the, um, like, modern day, influ- I guess you, you call them influencers, but there weren't any past, who were, who were influencers that aren't modern day? It's a Nikola new thing. Nikola Tesla, um, Anyway, that's why like they all do these videos when they're talking to the camera, and it's like they clip every sentence. You know what I'm saying? Right. They record for like an hour, and then they just clip it, clip it, clip it, clip it down to like three minutes. Yeah, you get all the. And it sounds out. like a coherent fucking string of words. When really, if you would have shown like the whole hour they recorded, every influence out there would sound like the fucking morons that follow them. But again, this is like this is uh this is behind the curtain of the Palmer Square's real insecurity. Like like mm-hmm. any musician, I'm sure. It's bothered you for two days to where even in the moment it happened, I was like, oh, dude, like, whatever. It would have bugged me, too. Like, anytime you, you flub the last it's line just that, in a verse, it's, and it's, it's going to hurt. But it's like... It's I, that specific <laughs> line. I ran dip like 10 times earlier that day. It's not easy. It's, a, you know, and what I, you do for a living is tongue twisters. By 10 times, I don't even mean all of dip. I mean that chunk. Yeah. I hammered it in the whole way there. I was like, I got it. I had my line. I can do this, and then I didn't. Got it. I can't do it. Before the show was uh, something in um, bringing the '90s back, which we've also never performed. I mean, mm-hmm. the album came out the day before the fucking like sports all got canceled, so we didn't get to tour it. Right. Or do any we of did that. have a a show scheduled in which we were going to play the album front to back, and that was yeah. canceled. The whole like Chinese flag, fleet of crime scene, driving in a high speed dash, hit the gas, and I kept saying it wrong, and I was just like speeding in a high speed dash, drive the. Ga- I just kept fucking up my words, and I ran that like twelve times times that line only before the stream and even in the moment on the stream i was like fuck here it comes <laughs> i always fuck up and dip also at the end of your verse uh get a grip tight fist fight dip, right flip sight sweet what do you do you, you say i say uh get a grip for and the then first you're one like, i fight. always say right i always go get a grip right now I say get a grip tight, and then I say BYB in a fist fight, which is uh, that I, that I thought it was like more of a well-known thing. Bring I used to boys? watch. No, it's a uh, backyard brawl. Mm. Backyard brawlers, like Kimbo Slice videos and shit, used mm-hmm. to be called like backyard brawls. Jorge and Mazda I swear Dalt. I heard somebody like talk about the BYB, or it would be the fucking yeah. the flyers. I watched a documentary on this shit <laughs> years ago when I wrote that line, probably. Um, but yeah, we watch Kimbo Slice documentaries. Backyard for one line. brawl brawler in a fist fight um, i don't know if i have that like dedication anymore of like uh i used to get hung up on like one bar used I, to and i watch like an hour and a half documentary to work out that one bar i used to like uh i talked about baby god last week that documentary about the dude who's Boy, putting his you. jizz in people without telling them and like that's the type of thing i don't know i feel like uh six years ago i would have i would have watched that documentary solely for a rhyme not even because I really 
want to watch it that bad. But I'd come out of it with a line about how I'll fucking inseminate your girl. Like, yeah, there's always that, that doctor's name. There's is. always that like that hope that just like. And now I just watch it. It's like, hey, if nothing else, like and, I might get a rhyme out of this. I've yeah. had that happen. Like, uh, uh, movies that I haven't even seen, movies that I that were on, but I wasn't paying attention to. Like I say in. Is it moratorium or something? Something about eating apples of Eden? Like mm-hmm. it's from the uh, uh, Assassin's Creed or some fucking game or movie from the game. I don't know. Like it was on, and then I heard something about like it just the line was there, and right. I'm like, oh, this is great. Like I could say an assassin eating apples of Eden because in the movie, like like the apple is the fucking. Mm-hmm. object or some shit and assassin's creed i'm an assassin i just like put it and i didn't watch this movie mind you i just like it was there I and i was like oh you know what i can reference this now and it's not a complete waste of this being on all day yeah and then there you go no the yeah the, was the older me would have watched queen's gambit just to get a rhyme out of it and now i just kind of want to watch queen's gambit oh the older me yeah i would have wanted to watch that to get a rhyme, and now i just go i don't want to watch that <laughs> i'm not working on rap i still right haven't now. <laughs> i still haven't my girlfriend watched it and i, I played every episode she was just like you know you want to i'll catch you up i'll rewatch the first one i was like no i just no i'm like uh i'm ahead of these. nothing against queen's gambit mind you it's just i'm not excited for anything i'm ahead I'm of depressed. these like trendy curves you know uh, and then it bugs me that I can't prove it. And then when like it becomes a trend thing, now I just look like a trendy asshole. I play chess. Right. Terms played chess for years. Uh, you know, the Yodel Kid came out, and I was like, I've been listening to Lovesick Blues for months. Now if I play it, I'm gonna look like a fucking Yodel Kid guy. That's all right. <laughs> Could be worse, dude. Um, it was a good stream though. The multi-stream thingy is is pretty kick-ass, and I look forward yeah. to being able to do that. You know what? Honestly, like. I didn't really, because uh, Twitch, we still have no fan base yet, and that's fine. Yeah, there's like uh, YouTube was, 40 views YouTube on YouTube was, uh, I looked at the views there, and they, they're definitely not as high as the other streams. However... But we split it with Facebook. Yeah. Yes, honestly, it's probably similar. So when I said mm-hmm. uh, least successful, that might not be correct, because I didn't, re- I didn't do that math, but I th- it was thousands of views on Facebook for sure. It and was that like, probably makes up for what the YouTube viewage of the last one was. So yeah. it's math, you guys. It was a good, successful stream. Made a few bucks, bought some wings. Yes, we did. Uh, bought some food, watched uh, a documentary on That's people right. that go to haunted houses. That Talk was, about that wearing was... your shades. It's <laughs> funny. Uh, what was that called? It's called Haunters, Art Haunters. of the Scare. It's on Shudder. It was on is... Netflix. It was on... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It was, it's been around. So I said to you, the problem with that documentary... Was it as good as you wanted from it to our, be? No. And from, <laughs> from our point of or perspective... Is like it's one of those documentaries. Like uh, I referenced the Netflix Flat Earth one, Behind the Curve. Is that what it's called? Uh, where it's made by an outsider who wants to like come into this world and document this world that they're not a part of. And usually, when it's the you know they're documenting a world that's like made of dorky goofballs, they present it as such. And this was made by one of the dorky goofballs who wasn't trying oh, to present it. I don't think you have to try to present them any sort of way. They're dorky True, goofballs. But it could have been made, you know, by an outsider and and from a better angle of like, look how silly these people are. And I think the guy who made it was like, look how kick ass these people are because he's as silly as them. Uh, I don't. I, I didn't think any of those guys kicked ass. <laughs> In fact, my first no, the, takeaway was just like the filmmaker. I, all of the people that run these haunted houses are like the biggest uber nerds, ever. which is like all of the the elites let's say all of the heads and managers of this industry are like fucking i guess that's what like technology and silicon valley i guess it's all nerds those are nerds the kind of the fucking of things new rock like, stars those kind of things give me hope though because there's 
you get this like especially with social media and everything you get this uh warped view that like in order for anything to make money or be successful it has to be like super hip and cool but there's more nerds and uncool people in the world than there are cool hip people you know you got to tap into that uncool nerd market so it's a, that's the market. It's the documentary is just like looking at what it is about not horror movies, but about like uh, like uh, live experience frights and haunts. They call them haunts. So like when you actually put yourself in a scenario to like conquer some fear, like I'm afraid of snakes, so I'm gonna go lock myself in a cage with snakes or some shit. They like I'm do gonna that. I'm gonna go on Maury, and he's gonna bring out a bunch of pickles or balloons or whatever silly yeah, thing. I I'm am the father. Uh, my worst fear. <laughs> Uh, so that's the point of the movie, but it, yeah, it's just very silly. And I'm a, I'm a huge horror movie fan, and I wouldn't want to participate in it. I hate haunted houses. I don't want people to, people touch you. They like spit blood water in your face, and you sign a waiver that says like, yeah, you can you can lock me in a coffin well, and spit blood water in my face. And this documentary, I guess, I also thought it was just very poorly structured. I feel like what they were going for was to show the two ends of the spectrum of this haunt culture. Some people who like it, the old-fashioned, you don't touch the people, it's all like family, good and fun, and then the other side of the spectrum that's like, no, you sign a waiver goes, and we yeah. basically kidnap and like rape you with We do garbage. as much as we can <laughs> within the limits of the law, like... To scare the shit out of you, including touch we, you. We handcuff you and make you throw up and then force feed you your own puke and, and shit like that. Yuck. Uh, so it, it tries to explore the two ends of the spectrum and how the people on the wholesome end really don't care for that other I end. I think even f like past the end of the one side of the spectrum is like you don't like haunts is like you just have puke fetishes and stuff. Yeah. And I guess this is where you go to get it. Well, and I thought, so what's the call the place called that's super extreme? Some Something manner. Yeah. Mm, I'll figure this out. Uh... And McCainy, something, like, something that. like that, McCainy Manor. Uh, me and my girl were looking into, into it a few months ago. Actually, I guess somebody told her about it, and, and she asked if I wanted to go. And immediately, just looking at their website, like, no, this ain't for me. No, I do feel like the people who it's for have some sort of like. Uh, I always, I always get mixed up with sado, sadists and masochists. Which is the one that likes to be hurt? Sadists. So you gotta be. I thought. Yeah, you gotta be into that kind of shit to want to. So masochists to, don't like being hurt. Those they like inflicting pain. Oh. So, uh, I always get confused with sado and masochist. One of them likes inflicting pain, and one of them likes having pain inflicted on them. S and M, Seth and Matt. <coughs> and I feel like you've got to be. There's got to be something sexual. There's got to be some sort of sexual gratification to this whole uh, letting these people handcuff you and tie you up and pour gross shit on you and. I don't know. Yeah, I was just glad to have something to watch after our stream. You know? Or, or there's like some super, uh, like drama queen, like victim payoff of like getting to come out of it and be like, oh my god. Yeah, I survived McCamey Manor, and all I got was this cool tank top. Uh, so that was fun. Uber dorks, though. God. They're all nerdy. How long and and the uh, the most annoying thing, I'm sorry, about the McCamey Manor thing is that the guy who runs it all. Who's all obsessed with his footage? It's all about his fucking gay ass footage. That Uber dork. I'll do anything for my footage. Like include uh, trauma. That he doesn't you. do anything with. It goes on YouTube, 
And then he just gets... I guess it sells tickets. I guess the, the, he's but got there, the biggest... there is no sales. They don't make money. In order to go there, all they ask is that you donate three cans of dog food that he donates to a Greyhound... What a guy. Uh, ...foundation. What a guy. He is like... it's an, <laughs> There's an interesting duality, you know, because he's also a fucked up, like, manipulating yeah. weirdo He just who does lies that, by the people. way. Like, he, he came up... That was probably one of his, like, great genius ideas. Like, oh, this is how I'm going to, like, draw all the attention away from the fact that I am a fucking creep. And yes. I'm a crazy asshole. Oh, but, like, he, but he loves dogs. dogs. That's yeah. brilliant, actually. That's brilliant. Like, I don't need the money. That proves he really is crazy. It's like, fuck money. Pay me in dog food. He's and his crazy. wife, Joe Dirt's mom, was like, <laughs> she's a nice lady. She's something wholesome and cool about her. Uh, but yeah, then he's like all obsessed with his footage and, and will like lie to you. Uh, that he's not going to do something. But, like, what bothers me about all of that, about him, is that they show that he's a fucking squirmy little douche himself. And if you, even, if you run at him with a snail, he'll cry like a little girl and run away. Yeah. And this is the guy who... He's a masochist, who, like, right? I think, yes. <laughs> uh, this is the guy who, like, makes his... I guess he doesn't make a living, like we just established. He do, they don't charge people. He has a, a full-time job. Uh, but he's got this whole... Like a hobby, I guess you would call it, of like fucking inflicting brutal torture on people. And then if you fucking walk towards him with a snail, he runs away like a little girl. And then there's the other guy who him and his wife's dynamic is hilarious. They're just like, there's no love. Like, I don't know what, what it is. He loves Halloween and she loves his money or something. But right. there's no like, I love you back and forth between each other he's, he's built like a catcher's mitt he wears yeah, all he looks black. like he's, he works in the matrix but like like only you got to be a, a minimum 300 pounds to work there like a, he's like a janitor in the matrix he looks like a meatloaf in fight club uh and and he's the guy who wears sunglasses all the time yep. and we were goofing on it but then later in the film they say that he's got like some weird medical condition it's great that they, they kind of allude to the fact that his mom and his brothers beat him like beat his eyesight out of him, and he has to wear sunglasses now. Yeah, this is because of what head trauma hurt from people being hurt bullied. People, Seth. This is what <laughs> happens. You get abused as a kid, and then all of them, I think, all these nerd like haunt uh, haunted house owners, they all have some traumatic childhood experience where like their sibling beat the piss or the sight I do out have of them. Like, yeah, I do have a soft spot also for like really nerdy people, and there was a point where they're so you're talking about they show his wife. And uh, I guess, like, for him, she's a hottie. She's out of his league. For sure. Uh, and there's there's this weird di- dynamic between them where, like, she couldn't care less about Halloween, and he that's all he thinks about. He, she has a whole future of them. We're going to uh, have kids. Yeah, and- it worked out in her head, and he's... As she's saying it to the camera, just like, and we're probably gonna we're gonna have to we're gonna have to step back from these Halloween antics. Once we have kids, we're gonna be taking our kids trick or treating instead of hosting. And he's just standing next to her, going, "Nope," shaking his head, "Nope." Stoic, no. <laughs> sunglasses, <laughs> no, no, black fatigues, no. Uh, you were saying she's she's like awkwardly laughing uh, to mask her discomfort and like. Like, there's a big inauthenticity to her, and then he couldn't be anything but, like, just pure, authentic dork. Like, I will not compromise one of my emotions for somebody else's <laughs> comfort. Not in October. <laughs> uh, so that's a movie that we watched this week. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we did. Um, I, but I was going to say, I have a soft spot where it really, like, it, it made me, like, feel for the dude just out of, like, a, aww. I just like I just hope he's happy and want him to be happy. When she talks about how he has a budget, 
because uh, they show him doing all this like woodworking and shop like he builds all these sets for his haunt and everything and then they say how like he had a budget of three hundred dollars and he went over it and spent like a grand oh yeah that's that's great and the wife's talking about it like he's the asshole it's like fuck you you gave him a three hundred dollar budget this guy's the breadwinner <laughs> just, <laughs> he's bringing uh, home the bacon all fall just made me feel bad i have this weird soft spot for like uh nerds nerds eating alone like uh, that'll like make put me on the verge of tears, even in like a comedy. Uh, in the movie Ghost World, in the beginning, they're at like their uh, their last senior dance or whatever. Dude, I gotta be honest. There could be a point in almost anything right? I watch, including daytime game shows, <laughs> where I could cry. Uh, and they show like, oh, it's the last time we're gonna see whatever this der- nerd's name in the movie is, and they show this like nerd eating cake all by himself at a table, and it's just like, I don't yeah. know, it breaks my heart. Uh, People like like dropping their food. Uh, Dude, I hate how something about food is like there's such an emotional happiness that food brings to people that when that gets fucked up, it like it hurts me for them. I'm just such a broken human. I have like no no real grasp on uh, a normal like emotion, but watching the Fresh Prince of Bel Air reunion on HBO Max like will make me want to cry. And I'm like, I don't even love Fresh Prince that much. It's a, Sure, it's a legendary show. I watched it growing up. It's because it and makes I was watching you this, acknowledge and I'm how just, old you're getting. Because it's filmmaking. When they bring all old Your people back together, you, and they're crying now, and I'm like, oh, people are crying. <laughs> I want to cry. I'm crying. <laughs> but literally, like, I've watched families, like, uh, win on Wheel of Fortune and have their kids run out to congratulate them as the confetti falls, and I was just like, that's adorable. Yeah, I'm not that much of a bitch. I am. I just tear up when DJ Qualls gets his uh, French toast <laughs> in road trip when he gets his ass cheek French toast back from Horatio Sands and he goes, mm, it's good. It's good. <laughs> it just it's makes good. me go, aww. When the principal in the breakfast club pours his coffee and it spills all over his sandwich and he goes, <sighs> I like genuinely feel bad for the guy. I don't know what it is. Something about food and nerds. Um, I don't Soft have spot. a segue, but we are. Um, this is the beginning of Grammy review season, you guys. That's right. We Did talked you... about this a few weeks ago. Please tell me you listened to D Smoke's album today. Today, I listened to D Smoke's album. Okay, cool. Because I don't know. I just had a hunch that you wouldn't have, and I would have been out to dry here. Look at me. Uh, so yeah, we talked a couple weeks ago when they put the uh, nominees out. There's I've I've heard all the other ones. I'm gonna listen to them again as we do some commentary the next month. I think but there's, oh, the Nas one I haven't heard, and then one of the other three: Jay Electronica, Royce the Five Nine, and uh, and Freddie Gibbs and heard it. Alchemist. Um, but I don't remember them. So yeah, much. I listened to D Smoke's album. It was he was the guy who won. Spoiler alert: the um, Rhythm and Flow Netflix show last year. Yes, and look at that. Look at that. Connections. It's not what you know. It's who you know, you guys. And what you know, I guess. Nominated for a Grammy. His album is called Black Habits. Uh, and it's not bad. It's, uh, it's pretty decent. pretty good. However. It was very good. I was very impressed. Uh, I'm always impressed, especially when it's the debut album. But once again, a little research shows the guy put out of an album He had an already. EP or some, a shorter album before. Uh, but yeah, that's how it works, man. Like... When it's funded by a major label, it's your debut album. Right. Like, this technically isn't a debut, but 
to all of us, it is. Nobody knew this guy before, uh, like a year. It was ago, really probably, good, probably for the most part. Uh, he reminds me of like a less gang-related Kendrick. Yep, I have the Kendrick comparison in my notes. His flow, his voice. Uh, there's just a lot of reminiscent of Kendrick uh, vibes. It's just but way you... less, uh, like gang, gang-related. It's a different gang. These are these are vatos. <laughs> How do you feel about the Spanglish? This dude is uh, bilingual. He's cool, but I don't know what he's saying. Can't understand you. <laughs> That's like, I, I'm, I respect it. I've always been impressed by being able to rap in more than one language, especially incorporating that like English, Spanish, like it's not one or the other, it's, it's half and half, but that's, this is this is my bad, I guess, for not being able to fluently understand Spanish. So he has a, like a, a half Spanish verse like every other song right and it's impressive and it sounds dope but I don't understand it so personally speaking I don't like the album as much as the ones where I understand everything I'm hearing it's probably fucking awesome but at a certain point like four songs in I was like alright dude come on like give me just full English on one of these really? it didn't bother me that much it um, wasn't like a bothersome thing but you don't understand I'm like listening to the bars and I know what he's saying and then he switches languages and I go well there there it goes um I think it was I don't remember the song exactly that uh I should have wrote it down the reminded me of Kendrick <coughs> uh it's probably track five it was like uh top of the morning something about like fuck what you thought or something we, yeah that really nails we do it this down. for the kids ew <laughs> How is anyone supposed to figure out what song you're talking about? <laughs> Come on. Uh, this song, track five, it's called Top of the Morning. And I said, at least this is where I wrote down my note, that you can hear the Kendrick influence in his structure and tone of voice. But I think I hear that in a lot of rappers. Um, uh, it's exactly the one. Don't get it fucked up. It's exactly what I was talking about. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is the one that really reminded me of Kendrick. Me too. That's why I wrote it. Uh, That's why I said it. The structure, the, uh, the hook and everything. That's Kendrick. Yeah, this one is the most reminiscent. And like I said, structure, in his, the way he writes, there's a little bit of like, I don't know, just Kendrick poeticism influence. And I don't mean like... Uh, and, and tone of voice. He sounds like him. And when I say that, I don't mean like, uh, oh, he's ripping off Kendrick. I find that whack. No. I thought it was cool. I liked um, Sunkissed Child with Jill Scott was really dope. Yup. Uh, I envy anybody that has Jill Scott on their debut album. That's cool as fuck. But do you have a Jay-Z feature on every song? Um, Black Habits Part 2 was sick that's the last song in the album and it's definitely one of the uh like illest bars and it's he has yes. black habits part one earlier on the album that's the title and i guess they're both you know uh halves of the title of the album but yeah he like brings back the theme of that similar to um buddy you know i'm black i'm black i'm black i'm black everything's black <laughs> and he does that but all the references blickety black black blickety black black yeah like super original you'd think after he did one song with that as like the connecting language and everything it would be hard like what like making a song like it's cold for us and it's like even when we invited streetlight to do his verse i was like i hope we left him enough cold references it's like did he leave himself enough like other right uh black references and yeah the second part of that song is fucking even doper good shit i like this song fly a lot this was like the first song that i don't know i kind of like settled in and was like all right I just like shit, down tempo, 
smoker music. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, great production, great bars. The dude, I think he, this dude D Smoke, he's a teacher, and I believe he teaches Spanish. A high school Spanish and music theory teacher he was. Well, now he's until uh, he won man. this uh, competition. Yeah, this chorus is awesome. I even like this little. Yep. Good album. But I don't know. Maybe Benny the Butcher should have gotten the five spot. Like, if we're talking about a Grammy nominated album. Well, listen to the other four. And maybe one of those other four didn't deserve it as much as Benny or D Smoke. Maybe, but I've heard the other four. And you know what? Maybe there are a couple. I really like Royce's album. Really like J Electronica's album. Love Freddie Gibbs, just up and down. I'm trying to listen to it again to like remind myself exactly which songs those are. Um, but yeah, like Benny the Butcher's album this year, it came out more recently. D Smoke's album came out in February, but Benny the Butcher was like a month ago. Uh, well, it probably but it's didn't really make, uh, good. I liked it a lot. It probably just didn't make the cut for consideration. Also that. Yeah, it was a good album. But that, um, I get to that point where I started thinking of like, all right, what other rap albums did I hear this year that like should or could have gotten just as much acknowledgement for being like best of the year um but the the list was short like it didn't go much past benny the butcher in my head this was a good album um and yeah black habits part two really strong you know save the best for last type of uh closing number uh how do you feel about the skits maybe a little much I didn't know that I felt the, like, I, I specifically on Royce's album, I remember thinking the skits added. Like, and I was like, these weren't, these weren't all corny. Right. I don't really like skits on, on hip-hop albums or modern hip-hop albums. If they're done well and they add, it's it's terrific. And I felt he had a, a lot of transitional connecting skits. I intro, outro good. things, but I, I didn't know, if, like, if they were that necessary. Um, I like the little clip at the end of uh, Bullies. They were talking yeah, about yeah. some dude bully, and where's bully now? He did. Yeah. Um, skits for me are are usually like uh, I don't mind them. I don't think they've ever made an album for me. After the first listen, they just become things to skip past. Yep. Uh, but for me, it it more is just like a a jealousy of knowing that when whenever we try doing skits. It's terrible, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. it doesn't sound as natural. What the fans probably don't know is that a lot of our albums and songs have had... Sure, we've done intro, outro, movie quotes, all sorts of shit. Planet of the Shapes has a connection, sounds, bringing everything together. Um, I feel like there's there's a lot of times we put even more in, and then as we're working on it, we realize like th- these aren't necessary, and then they don't make the release. Yeah. Like with With or Without It, we had more... You know how like you expect us to go off your word, like little intro, outro, non-song setups related to the thing. There was a lot more of those, and but it was like we only kept the ones that we felt. Right. Not only they kind of like titled those songs, and there's a whole story there, but it's just like the other ones were they were they were forced. But you don't really know until you throw everything at the wall what sticks sometimes, or that's how I approach it. So I, I throw every movie quote, even if Seth's looking at me like, we don't need this shit. I'll be like, well, let me hear it. And then I, I hear it, and I'll be like, yeah, we don't need that shit. Do we have to, like, uh, be careful? What, playing his whole album? What we say about oh. the recordings that you expect us to go by your word and all that are from. They're basically, we parted ways with our manager. Uh, one of the final meetings or whatever we had with him, we recorded... Uh, and and that's what those little snippets are from. 
and uh, we had we were originally using a lot more of them, including his voice. And for legal reasons, we were like, we should maybe, we should yeah. maybe not do that. Um, well, as long as we're talking about it, that conversation inspired a lot of songs and song lyrics for With or Without It. With or Without It, it like Planet of the Shapes, it has a theme. It's universal, it's space, whatever. That's it. With or Without It doesn't have one of those, but to us, it's we worked on the first half of this album in a whole other, like, even though it was only like two years ago, we were working on it in this whole other workflow, this whole other how we approached everything, how we did everything, where we recorded our music, how how everything worked. And then we decided that wasn't the healthiest for us moving forward and that we really just flipped the game board on its head and started over. Like like nothing. No, there were other people that were willing to help us in the manager capacity and and we just like we just didn't want to work with anybody really. Yeah. We're like we're going to unplug reset and then we're going to just start from scratch and that's kind of what we've been doing and we finished with or without it and released it like on our own volition our Sans own management our own we started our own company so, to represent ourselves uh there was some turbulence uh and yeah, those recordings came from like the last meeting we ever had with our old management. They also weren't like some fucking uh, murder on Middle Beach private thing. It was transparent. We all had the recording. Right. And you know, the, it was, we knew that this was an important discussion. And like you said, certain things that came out of that inspired things on the album. Uh, the recording itself, yeah. we talked about at the meeting, maybe there should be a third party present. We said the recording is the third party. Which is hence exactly the, how that works. Exactly, and hence the influence for the opening track and everything. That's we kind of the way... We were talking business, and we all had a little bit of discomfort, like we're going to get into a big business convo, but we don't have any sort of like anybody. And so, thus the recording. Right. Um, it wasn't like trying to get one over on anybody. Uh, it was like, this is... We're talking about how we're going to proceed if we you know don't work together. So, we figured it out. And honestly... If you listen to my verse in Lucky, song we put out earlier this year with uh, The Belief Cycle, with mm -hmm. the one Drew Mantia, my whole verse in that song is about the situation we're talking about right now. Yeah. And I, I'm never going to do some shit that's like airing grievances in like a... I, I, it's funny to me because I say I never do it. Like, I'm, eh, I don't want to be hostile or an asshole about anything, but I've used negative experiences to influence like uh, my lyrics and just shrouded in metaphor. The whole storm passing in my lucky verse was not a fucking cloud with rain falling out of it. It was a metaphor for something tough yeah. that we were going through. And I totally am lying right now about how I, I was hostile off mic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little hostile. It's but, a metaphor um, for a person who was at a certain point shit. you have to uh, recover from shit. And I didn't know how to recover except to draw on the thing that was like keeping me down keeping me from recovering and i was like all right i need to suck the inspiration yeah. out of this lack of inspiration and turn like it's you know it's just like it's anything like if you've ever i don't know had a had a breakup or a fucking a friend that you weren't friends anymore and stuff it was just like it it's hard it's not like the next day you're you feel great if it's like ever, how like, do i how do i make a song now if we used like, to go over there and record how the fuck do we do it here? Say you uh, flubbed a lyric on a oh, live stream Jesus. thing. You know, it's not. You don't wake up the next day with that off your chest. I might have to write a song about flubbing the lyric on the song that I wrote. I guess <laughs> that's the biggest depression you have to write through. God uh, bless you. You were talking about uh, D Smoke being a 
a music teacher yeah. in high school, which reminded me that I watched Soul last night. I want to watch that. Disney Plus. I haven't watched it. Uh, it was it was kick ass. I liked it's, it a lot. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Pixar movies are, are the shit. Um, last, I mean, I was gonna say last, all of them do, but when I watch Coco, like it's impossible to not cry and watch that movie. Have you done it? Have you watched it for real and not cried? I mean, I didn't like weep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I got a little teary-eyed. Come on. Look, what am not, I, a monster? What am I, a weeping willow? Look, here's what I do. Here's what I do. What though, am I, I, tough? And hope my girlfriend doesn't see me. I start like looking at the ceiling and like kind of blinking it out. Oh, that's a huge I, I just, I just. Well, she usually sits like adjacent, so I'm just kind of like, she sees the back of my head, but I'm looking like out the I'm like, oh, fuck this movie. I'm just looking over here now. <laughs> I have to look away or else I'm just going to fucking break down. But uh, yeah, when you start singing Remember Me, uh, to Mama Coco at the end, <laughs> it's over. <laughs> to it's, Isabuela. Isabuela. It's game over, dude. No, uh, yeah, and Soul was sick. Uh, the music was really good. It's about a middle school jazz teacher voiced by Jamie Foxx who gets the gig. I also gig. love Jamie Foxx. Finally gets the opportunity of a lifetime. He's been like trying to score gigs his whole life and it's been a failure. And he finally gets uh, the opportunity of a lifetime and then he dies. And now he's like got to try and figure out how to get back. He's like stuck in the great beyond, and he's got to get back to Earth uh, to not squander this opportunity. Just for my own sake, we're gonna not talk about this anymore because I'm gonna watch that movie. But they do. And like, if we talk about it anymore, you're gonna tell me fucking everything. No, they just do some cool stuff with music, uh, and it's all jazz music. So I was really impressed uh, and surprised in the end to find out that um, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross did the music for it, which. I don't. I don't like. I'd have to look further into how that's possible. Doesn't because Trent Reznor do like a good? The amount Nine of, Inch Nails guy. He's done. What's he did? Uh, yeah, he what? does all of David Fincher's stuff. Now. Okay, yeah. I was gonna say he's done movies, Social uh, Network, and, and, and pretty much everything since uh, for Fincher. Uh, but my roommate the other day was watching that uh, song exploder thing on Netflix or whatever, where they uh, they talk about a popular song. It's each episode's like a half hour, and like. Uh, there's an episode on losing my religion, so it's just a half hour of REM explaining like how the song came about, uh, and then in the end of the episode they play the whole song all the way through. And my roommate was watching one on Nine Inch Nails the other day, and it's just so weird that the uh, the fucking weird Nine Inch Nails cockroach like explicit lyrics guy from the 90s is now doing music for Disney movies. You know, it's like Bob Saget. And crushing it, too. He's on this family-friendly TV show, and then you see him in a club, and he's doing this whole other thing. Multifaceted artist, you guys. It was super Trent Reznor is like the Bob Saget of movie soundtracks. I'd say that. <laughs> uh, but I highly recommend uh, watching Soul mm. on Disney+. Plus. And if you don't have Disney+, Plus, I'm sure you could download it illegally somewhere. Highly recommend. Stream it on the free. Highly recommended. Satan is real. This week's highly recommended album. The week after Christmas, you gotta come in hot with Satan is real. Comes from country music music. Wow. Music. The ending of dip all over again. <laughs> the gobble de habla. <laughs> Country music legends, the Leuven Brothers. Their 1960 album, Satan is Real. Uh, I discovered this album a few months ago, randomly, and I fuck with it heavy. Uh, and then I like tweeted out about it, 
or I posted on Instagram or something, and some kid responded, uh, you should check out the Cocaine and Rhinestones podcast, uh, which is a podcast some kid does about country. And uh, he said, listen to the Leuven Brothers episode, so I was doing that. I listened to most of it today. And boy, did that kid's voice annoy me on the podcast, but it's still interesting. Uh, he just talked a lot about how... <coughs> these dudes come from like uh, country ass uh, 1930s roots and like picking cotton for their dad who would beat the shit out of them and stuff my daddy <laughs> my daddy it's not a good song on a D Smoke's album like my daddy like my daddy um, and they escape the family farm to go on and play the grand Ole Opry and sing gospel songs I'm just being preached to right now um I grew selfish and unneighborly. Is there more music, or is, he, is it a sermon? I mean, maybe you're a sinner and you need to be preached to. Uh, maybe I was raised that? Catholic and I fucking lost my faith, my and I don't need to be fucking preached to anymore, bro. Yes. Maybe I did my time. Um, I don't know, it's just good. It's good music. I was listening to this kid's podcast, and he's going on and on about how, uh, you know, this album doesn't properly display their sound because their engineer told him to not play the mandolin on it or whatever and I say fuck all that noise I think this album's great I think it's fun it's um, fucking fun play a little bit though I brought up this this podcast though that what bugs me about this guy is he talks like Shane Smith from Vice you know Cocaine and rhinestones. I can see the bigger picture before I show it to everyone else. And this is like what we were just talking about with like influencers, how they record like three hours and then they just snip down every sentence. That's how he does his podcast. He clearly does it like that, which to me, not only does that like, does it just not sound good in like a steady flow of just someone talking. And I know Dan Carlin does that kind of stuff too, but he edits way more uh, smoothly. Uh, Damn, there was something else. I said, I said not only, but what's the other thing? <laughs> wow. I'm curious what podcast are your influences. It hits me as a cross between Radiolab and Hardcore History. He talks Kathy like Shane Smith where everything comes down to this. Thank you both, Chad and Kathy, for writing. I'm pretty sure the first podcast I ever heard was Radiolab. It wasn't really my thing at the time. I did get into it for a while a few years later, but it being the first podcast it being I heard, the first podcast I heard my idea of what my a idea. Is. That's not how people talk. Just, don't get mad at him because he actually practices and rehearses a whole how to sound. Hour and a half of trying to, to listen ready. to the history of the Lubin <laughs> brothers and everything is like with this fucking weird vice news inflection. I don't know, it just bugged me. I thought you were gonna be more on the I'm same page. On heard early on would have been Freakonomics. These are both very produced podcasts. They have a whole team of people making every episode. They do a lot of interviews. See, clearly, like, I mean, I would not listen to Snips this. it after every sentence. That's what I was saying a few weeks ago or whenever about the hearing audio edits and commercials and stuff or in documentaries. And it's like the cover-up and it's like I hear... Right. And it's... Yeah, I couldn't listen to a podcast if it's, if it's that noticeable. I'm not hearing it a ton because we only listen to 30 seconds, but <coughs> this is a, you know, hour and 20 minutes, so... You gotta just be fluid, you guys. And if you're gonna edit, you gotta be seamless. I don't know. Would it be better if that's how we did our podcast? Uh, you don't think I edit it sometimes? <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, like, Cadence. Uh, no. This weekend, we did a live stream, and it was very successful. We multi streamed it on three platforms, 
including YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. We had viewers on all three platforms and want to thank all of them for watching. Some are saying, term butchered, his verse on dip. <laughs> I need me a Gila to read me a verse from the Bhagavad Gita. Um, anyway. Any, anything else on... Uh, Satan is real Satan by is the Leuven Brothers. Um, because of that guy's voice, I wasn't paying enough attention to the podcast to be able to share many interesting facts about these guys. Yeah, but thanks for sharing, you know. But uh, I found it interesting how he talks about how they were, like, too Christian for, like, to play in honky-tonks and on, like, a lot of the country scene. But at the same time, there was, like, a lot of uh, drug abuse and violence in their history. Frick yeah. <clears throat> uh, but there was drug abuse in everybody's history, I guess, back then. If you wanted to get to shows, you had to, like, do amphetamines. <coughs> to get to the next city on time. Something um, we're pretty familiar with. We can move to fan questions, I suppose. Uh, is there anything we're overlooking here? No. No. Okay. This is Hashface again, you guys. Remember him? Uh, have y'all ever seen... Do? Oh, the weed guy. It's Hashface, dude. Did you just say, who's Hashface? <laughs> <laughs> Which Hashface? Why do I know? Um, have y'all seen any of the reaction videos to your videos? Yes, we have. We we watched one or two on... We actually had a whole rap beef stem from one at the beginning of the year, I think. Um, they don't they don't play well on the podcast, but I've checked out a few, and I've brought them to the me, podcast. me, they don't play well, period. <laughs> I have no use for these reaction videos. They, they pause videos. well, actually. I don't care what the person is reacting to. I don't... I, I, I hate reaction videos. Twist. Ashface with the fucking Shyamalan twist. You guys should react to one of your own videos. Would people think that was funny? Should we do that? I mean, I already hate myself, so maybe there's some weird sort of like... <laughs> so now I like me? A negative plus a negative is a positive sort yeah. of thing. Uh, I bet we could start like a whole side, like, I don't know, <laughs> social media. I'm, I'm not podcast, not show, but a whole extra like a uh, series. That's what I'm looking for. A series of us just reacting to our own videos. Sure. That'd probably be better than everybody else's. <laughs> Yeah, because we were, we're the guys in them, so yeah, we, we, know we what's can up. at least like give some insight or some behind-the-scenes. It's probably the most boring, because we lived it. Because it's What us. am I going to say? Yeah, it's going to be really cringy. Yeah, no. You're not going to hear... It's going to be a contrast to... Because a lot of people are very complimentary, and they'll react to our videos and be like, wow, that was, you know, that was a good line, or I see that these guys have good chemistry, or stuff like that. We would watch it and be like, yuck. It's going to be hard to watch it and be like, yeah. bores. Uh, I like the thought that he put into his subject line, though. He wrote, mm -hmm. it's called Terms of Reaction. Right. And Term and Act are capitalized. You did it again, Hashface. <laughs> you clever <laughs> bastard. Happy New Year. Um, Let's play this. It's your boy, Sean Reedy. And uh, I just got done watching the Eminem Nat video, the music video for Nat by Eminem. And I got to ask Acumenal, um... What do you think about Eminem literally just taking your whole bearded white boy swag? I mean, it's obvious that he literally wants to be argumental, like, so bad. Thank you, Sean. Like, he stole your whole look and everything. I just want to know if you take offense to that, and is there going to be a diss track in the future? <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like he just called in to do that because I've been begging for, like, two weeks for someone to acknowledge that he's ripping me off. Didn't we talk about it last week? Yeah. He can't be ripping you off and not be ripping off French Montana. Or the fucking litany of other rappers that look he, like you. He looks more like me than French Montana. But you're not I might look more French like Montana? French Montana than him. It's a weird triangle. But mm -hmm. like, I'm not the offender here, man. 
I'm I'm just being me. I'm just being myself. I just keeps it real. <laughs> Who came first, French Montana or you? <laughs> Keep it real, like projectionist, bro. Chill. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. He looks just like me, and now I have no chance. It's just like I, I fell an extra rung on the ladder. No the chance. The more a legend like that takes my whole persona, you know. So yeah, I'm fricked. What am I gonna do? Can't compete with Eminem. What am I supposed to do? We were looking at uh, Taggy sent me some Eminem video the other day that hit like a billion views, and it's not even an Eminem song that I'm familiar with, and it's like ten years old. I was like, why that one? He, he sent it to me too. I just can't remember which one it was. Uh, but then that sent me on this whole thing of like uh, looking up all of the videos with a billion views. There's a whole Billy Club. There's a whole like uh, Wikipedia for it. Um, and it's crazy how you many... You and I are not in the big club. Nope. I saw a sticker on the way here, a bumper sticker. It uh, has nothing to do with any of that, but it reminded me of that quote. And it was like, uh, remember when Trump called Hillary a nasty woman? And then every, every woman who likes Hillary was like, he yeah. called me a nasty woman too, which he didn't. Uh, and, then, and it said, nasty women vote. Uh, and it, but it just reminded me of that quote. Cause it's like, that lady hears someone say a bad thing about the politician who she idolizes, who doesn't give a shit about her and just wants her to vote. And then she thinks that, like, oh, because someone criticized them, they were criticizing me. Like, me and Hillary are on the same team. Like, you and her are not in the yeah. same Then it club. became, like, a fucking, like, a, a T-shirt thing. It was just, like, a trend then. It's like, nasty woman. So you know, silly. I could just buy it at Old Navy or something. So silly. Um, it's marketable. Uh, Trump does know how to make a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> he does. My, uh, my grandma's boyfriend is a big Trump guy. So my mom for Christmas got him like a whole bunch of Trump, like <laughs> me, like souvenir stuff, like a little Trump pen that uh, it has like little switches on the back, like uh, you know those like nun uh, boxer yeah. gloves things. Yes. Really, I'm not explaining this well for someone who's not watching me do the boxing motion. Though. You see, it's like there's a scene in Big where Tom <laughs> Hanks is spinning around in his swirly chair, and right before it cuts, he starts doing one of those at his face, and it goes, <laughs> and punches him. <laughs> And then it cuts. That's that's a better job to uh, explain Much better. What, that's, um, what that is. <laughs> it's like a Rock'em Sock'em Trump pen. <laughs> and like a bunch of other Trump shit. And he loved it. Uh, anyway, there's a billionaire. There's a billion view club on YouTube. And it it's crazy how many of them are like kids songs. In fact, the most viewed YouTube video well, of you all know how time. kids are. They just, every, same thing over and over. It's like that's it's probably their not thing. even them. It's their parents. Well, yeah, but it's like they're like, put it on. It's like the only thing that makes them chill. So they run up fucking their own billion views on it. Is there for a like way... six months? It's probably that kid's only thing it listens to. If you're on YouTube, is there a setting that you can apply that makes it just play the same video over and over and over again? Sure, you can make a playlist. There must be. There's got to be a loop thing there. Do you know what the most viewed YouTube video of all time is, though? Uh, no. Is it? Is, would it be guess. like kids? Is it music? Think kids. Kids okay. music recent go. Kids music recent. Yes. Oh, dude, I don't know. Most viewed video ever, ever, ever of all time. I showed my roommate that. I was going to say he almost had an aneurysm. Yeah. It's crazy though what a market that I'm talking about. Fucking nerdy dork market. Fuck that, kids. Fuck kids. Yes. Fuck that kid. We need to be targeting kids and dorks. Dorky kids. <laughs> Hell yeah! You figured it out. I finally cracked the code. Um, here, let's do another thing. Hey, boys. 
Uh, it's your pal, Big E. Uh, Big E? I'm calling e? from Smalls? the east coast of Canada. I can't believe I'm calling all the way to Illinois. You did it. It's a phone. But... They've had this I technology for a long time, were... dude. You know you can, like, video chat us dude, he's from that far as well. Cut him some slack. <laughs> but I was listening to your uh, song, Cold. Pretty fucking cold out here. I gotta be honest with ya. With ya. Um, I got a question. That's, that's uh, pretty important here. All right, ask away, dude. To me. When you guys went up north, what did you think of Tim Hortons? Timmy Ho! Well, I'll tell you what I didn't think of it. Uh, I didn't think little enough to shit on the floor and throw it at the employees <laughs> like you fucking really put him on the map. crazy Canucks are doing out there. Uh, I liked Tim Hortons. What did we say? It's kind of yeah. like... Um, it's kind of like you took Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts and fucking mashed them together. It's right. like classy and not classy. It's like medium. <laughs> it's just like average. It's like per- it's just middle of the road. If you've ever looked it's at a Starbucks basic, sir, and a Dunkin' and Donuts like and wondered what the middle ground is, it's yeah. Tim Hortons. I prefer Tim Hortons, uh, a coffee from Tim Hortons over Dunkin' over Starbucks. And maybe it's just because it seems it's this like vacation thing, and it's like, ooh, I never get these, right? I think maybe it's that for me, but I've enjoyed Tim Hortons to the point where like I don't enjoy. Maybe I just had too much of it. Dunkin' Donuts coffee can suck my dick. It I don't stinks. think I've had well for sure that. Uh, I don't think I've had Tim Hortons since I started drinking coffee black. Um, I don't think I have either, but fuck it. So I can't compare their sugary drink to Starbucks. I'm not going to put them over Starbucks just yet. I don't know if I've ever had a Starbucks black coffee. Or maybe ever. If I go to a Starbucks, I almost always get a latte because if I'm going to have a black I just do that at home every day. I want to get something like fancy when I go to Starbucks. Let me get a medium pike. Black. Let's go. No room. (laughs) Extra ice. (laughs) All Um, the onions. Not Tim Hortons is cool. I don't know what else, what more I'm supposed to say, what expounding I can do on a fast food coffee chain. No, dude, it was a good question. Timmy Hills all day. Better answer. Hello, this is your favorite guy of the um, um of the guy. Um guy. And I think it was um guy who messaged me recently and he was telling me I have to finish that show Dark that I was watching earlier this year. Right. Like I talked about it. it's a German, yep. like it's like Back to the Future, but like times three. It's like uh, it was it was fucking awesome, and then I didn't finish it, and he's like Black begging to me, the future. begging me to finish. <laughs> nice, uh, saying like it's it. They wrap it up so good, and I'm just like, ah. I, qu- I bailed, man. I quit. Did you have a reason? Did it get whacked? I, I didn't. I, season three lost me. Like it. Uh, season one was fantastic, and then season two was like a continuation of season one. And then they flip it into like, it's not just like, you know, alternate timelines, it's alternate universe. Like, there's a whole fucking Milky Way right. over there. And it was like, all right. Like, I really liked the whole, I you know, you Back to this. the Future. You go to 1985, and then there's two fucking Marty McFlies, and you can't see each other. There's like all of that. They put it together so well. As the kids would and say. And then it got like, it was, maybe I'm dumb. I was not keeping up with it. And like, that's what was great about the first two seasons. It was just like, you're not losing me. Like, I'm not so dumb. I can't keep up with this. Like it's complex and I follow and it's interesting. And then it got like too complex and I didn't follow. And then I was out as the kids. He's he's, he's uh, roping me back in now. They're doing too much. He does the most. They do the most. Yeah. I said something to my girlfriend earlier that was like way too hip young person lingo. Yuck. I said, uh, she cuffed her a simp. Do you know what that means? No. (laughs) 
I know what a simp is, but what is he cuffed her a simp? To, to cuff someone is like to make to them, wife them. Yeah, to make them your significant other. Okay. And then a simp is. So why are you talking like this? She was talking about a roommate, <laughs> an ex roommate of hers who does OnlyFans yeah, and so stuff. What's your excuse? And how her boyfriend pays for her phone bill. And I was like, yeah, that's a bitch ass move. If your girlfriend, if you're cool with your girlfriend showing her pussy said, for money on like, the internet, then she should be paying her own phone bill. This is her ex or her boyfriend? No, this is my girl's ex-roommate. Well, who's paying for her shit? Her boyfriend. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I would have said like, and she's, but she's boyfriend sounds fans. like a simp. That's what I would have said. Boyfriend sounds like a simp. But, but you said she coughed her a simp. Right. Ew. Mm-hmm. Don't say that. I, I've, <laughs> I think I scored some like young people points, though. What, to her when you said this originally or on the show now because the listeners are going to be like, damn, he's cool. Both. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. If your girlfriend was on OnlyFans and making pussy money and then wanted you to pay her phone bill, wouldn't you tell her to fuck off? Yeah, i tell my girlfriend to fuck off for a lot less. <laughs> like, show your Just pussy kidding. more and pay my phone bill and your phone bill. What are we doing here? Um... My girlfriend said, uh, this also threw me, that it's sexy to pay. Like, yeah, she a, would say that. <laughs> I know, like that's to pay a monthly bill for she's someone. She's trying to, like, that's. What's she, sexy about that? You passed the simp test, by the way, because she was like, yeah, that's really sexy, babe. Like, Once I criticized sexy, like, no, she changed like, it to romantic. Dread. Okay. But that's not the same thing. And either way, like, no, it isn't. It's simp shit. It's, it's cuck shit. You're a cuck. Totally. That's what she's trying to. She'd be like, "Hey, you want to be a cuck?" And you're like, "No, and good for you." No, you pay your own phone bill, and then you call me on it. That's, that's <laughs> our relationship. <laughs> um, couple other things. Um, I was I, about to say, what did he ask? He didn't even ask anything yet. We paused it. Right, I totally diverted, and now I was talking about. No, he a can show. wait. Yeah, oh my god, you've had your time this year. If anybody's had their their due, <laughs> uh, I watched um, a show on Amazon Prime recently called Utopia, and. I'm recommending that, not highly, but it was like, I expected it. I've been putting on, the the whole no expectation thing, I've put on a few shows and like watched all of it recently, just didn't hear a recommendation. I just was bored. And I'm like, I'll try this one. Show Utopia um, didn't totally suck. It was, violence was, I don't know if I talked, did I talk about this on the show before? No. Um, It was more violent than I thought. And I was like, fuck yeah. God. But it's also like eerily. I mean, it, the fucking premise of the show is there's a pandemic that reaches America and it starts. Oh, I think from you told a, me about a this. virus from a bat in another country. That's that's really close. And then they're working on a vaccine, and then it, the vaccine release is held up for like political motivations. Yeah. And it's like they have to put a disclaimer at the beginning of the show that says like any. It's purely coincidence that everything that's happening in real life is also what we wrote about clearly before this year. Oh wow, yeah, the Illuminati can never write a disclaimer yeah. and put it before a thing. You think I'm? You're not cuffing me a simp, okay? I fucking see right through this shit. Nice utopia. Uh, it was an okay show though. There's a uh, Dwight from The Office is in it. John Cusack's in it. Uh, some other folks there. You were watching Utopia. I watched this new show called Me Fingeria. <laughs> Me. You suck! <laughs> yeah! <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Uh, and I just watched this week. My show this week, you guys, is uh, Alice in Borderland on Netflix. It's a Japanese uh, season one new series mm-hmm. thing. And I was just trying... I tried this other. There was a Korean show. 
didn't really fuck with it. And then I, this was also a new thing. Like I really Axe got the yellow fever. Over <laughs> I love Korean horror. Always have. Yeah. And uh, the Korean one on Netflix, the new one was kind of letting me down. Uh, or the first, so I, I went over to the the Japanese one. Fucking rules. Show kicks ass. You wouldn't like it. it what? W- it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be as good as you'd want it to be. Okay. I'll put it that way. Okay. <laughs> you have to suspend disbelief way too far to get on board with it. I'm not any- good at that. So there's uh, three guys in Tokyo that are kind of causing a ruckus. They get a tail. The cops chasing them, so they're trying to like uh, hide from the cop. And then they go hide in a bathroom, and they hear a banging on the door, and they're still hiding. And then like the lights go out, and it's like they don't hear you. Then they go back out, and now everybody's fucking gone, like in the entire city except them. There's nobody in Tokyo. They all disappeared in a few minutes. That's like what happens right off the bat. Whoa. And then it just turns into the, and it's, this is. That sounds cool. That sounds like something I'd be interested my in. My MO is just like fucking like murder game shows. Like here, here's people and you have to play this game and you're going to die. That's the whole premise of the show. I'm not going to spoil anything. Right. Like here's eight episodes stuff. of fucking foreign murder game. Play this shit or you die or you have to, if you survive, you have to, Survive at the cost of killing these people. It's just terrific. And uh, remember got one that episode left. Stupid haunt documentary where they tried to uh, um, accredit like all, that whole genre of horror to Abu Ghraib having been a thing. They were like, once Abu Ghraib happened, oh right, the horror genre just became obsessed with like torture. Oh, yeah, porn. people were super into being waterboarded all of a sudden. I guess maybe people are the simp's. That's the fucking. I don't know. I didn't see the like what Saw had to do with Abu Ghraib. I don't know, like this this whole like it. quote torture porn uh, category of horror movies became more so in the early two thousands. If Hostel it came out like the same year, that probably means it was written two or three before it. Uh, I don't know. It was it was a dumb parallel to me. Oh man, I've watched like year in review. Like I I, I watched more television than I needed to, and like a lot of it like looking right through the did. fucking TV. You know, like I'm right. not even paying attention to this shit. But I had a, there was a couple of pretty decent shows. Like and they were mostly the foreign ones. They were my favorite ones was uh, some of these like Korean horrors, and that, that show Dark is fucking great, or at least the first two seasons. Um, but yeah, I watched a lot of fucking foreign TV. I read, uh, I reached my goal. I wanted to read, I wanted to average book a month, and I read 12 books this year. I think I did too. Yeah, I, I'm on book number 13 fucking at the moment. super so like, intellects we are. It, hey, dude, I think my most, it might have been like four. <laughs> Look at that. Fuck yeah. We did it. Um, roll, met bro. that goal, and... Coming up this week, man, a year no cigs for me, which is the biggest deal. I've never gone more than like a, a month, really, since I was 19 without a cigarette. And I made it a year, you motherfuckers. And then uh, all of those anybody years can do anything. before you were 19, when you weren't a cigarette smoker, you had your mom blowing Virginia Slim smoke That's in probably, your face That's probably, you know what time. it is? It's like, I, I, so hated, counts. I hated cigarettes. Yeah, I'm a lifelong, I'm a lifer. <laughs> yeah, you're a vet. <laughs> no, I don't want to be a deather, though, so I got to quit. Uh, yeah, my mom smoked all the while I'm growing up, and I hated cigarettes. But then I move out, or like it was just before I moved it's out. because you miss your mom. Yeah, you know, it's just like, smells like home. Mm-hmm. I just want to be home. Um, but no, I smoked for fucking 13 years before I could actually like quit beyond, I might've made it two months, uh, earlier on and just kind of like, Hey, I'm not an addict. I can quit whenever I want and that type of shit. It's hard. It's definitely hard to make it like, uh, maybe I just replaced that with like porn and booze and other things that I'm not under control with right now. But dude, I'm crushing it with the no cigs. So you're a recovering Reading, tobacco addict. Not smoking. Yeah, I think I'd probably hit the same amount book wise. I didn't count, but I, I had. To. I did. I'm that. I'm OCD. I was like, I need to make sure I don't fall behind my fucking. My I just regiment. got the uh, the 
prequel to the Kennedy book that I told you I just read, which was more of like an LBJ Dallas mob book, but it's about the Kennedy assassination. Yeah. I mean, it all um, started this year with me uh, with American Psycho, and that's definitely, it's 12 books later that is top two favorite of the year still you know is like that kind of kick-started like i need to be reading more this book is fucking insane yeah and then if like I, the books weren't as insane but i enjoyed all of that but uh, that book I, was phenomenal if i were what to pick a best book i read this year probably go with miles davis's autobiography miles i feel like most relevant would have been animal farm by george orwell uh i went through an orwell phase at the beginning of the year again yeah mm-hmm Everyone should read both of those books. Yeah, and then I switched it over to a little more comedy, read some comedy-type books. I think I need to read something else and before I go into this other Kennedy assassination book. It's a little too much Kennedy assassination conspiracy stuff. Yeah. I need something to lighten the mood, and so I don't become that guy at the party. Uh, I told you it, it bugged the shit out of me. I read this, this first book, which is actually the second book by this guy, uh... Leave it to me to read in backwards order. But then, like, because I read this whole book on Kennedy's assassination, uh, I'm talking with people about how, like, you know, there's a whole list of coincidences between Kennedy and Lincoln. Yeah. Uh, I remember, John, like, that being taught that or discussing that in class. Right. In John Wilkes Booth shot Lincoln in a theater and was caught in a warehouse. Uh, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald shot Kennedy from a warehouse and was found in a theater. But... Whoa. There's like it's it's uh there's mad inconsistencies and like um uh Lee Harvey Oswald shot Kennedy allegedly from a book depository building, not necessarily a warehouse. Uh <clears throat> but I was telling you they have this whole list on Snopes and it just bugged the shit out of me. The like uh nitpickiness about Snopes where it was like uh Kennedy and Lincoln both uh first took office public office in 46, 1846 and 1946 and then were both elected president in 60, 1860 and 1960. And then instead of just saying yes, Snopes is like, "Well, technically that's not much of a coincidence. It's more has to do with our fascination with the number 10 and the number's 100." It's like, "Is it true? Yes or no?" Yes? Okay, <laughs> shut the fuck up with your fucking condescending. Where does Snopes well, get the fucking balls? Where's your fucking ball? Where's your ball? So they're the authority on like all things. Like who who, right. who is the king of Snopes? Where it's just like we trust that if we read it on Snopes, like it's for sure true. There, sh- there should be a Snopes for Snopes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's, Dude, let's make it. Get rich. Get the fuck out of here. Look at this one. Uh, both presidents were, their successors were named Johnson. Well, given, this is what Snopes says. Given the high frequency of Johnson as a surname, meaning literally son of John, in both... In <laughs> oh, both, you don't say. Uh, given the high frequency of Johnson as a surname in both Lincoln and Kennedy's time, this, quote, coincidence should be no real surprise to anyone. Are, were they both succeeded by a guy named Jesse, uh, Johnson? Yes. So why do you got to give me this fucking bullshit? Well, technically, Johnson is a common know, name. Man. The answer is yes. And I'm pretty sure we've only had two Johnsons as president. <laughs> two Johnsons. <clears throat> so I think there is something, though, to like the 100 year. Like, I guess it's just over 100. But even like the pandemic of 1918. And maybe I just watched too many fucking German time travel shows this year where I was just like, yeah, dude. Yeah, dude, we're in a loop. <laughs> I just believed it. I just believed it for like two months this year. Yeah, for sure. Like, things that happened 100 years ago are happening now. 
Like just cause, cause the universe has has a fucking button that no one pressed in a hundred years, and right. it's, it's glitching, and or, or they did press it and it reset it. I don't fucking know who operates the button, but I believed it. <laughs> I was in a dark place, you guys. I'm in a dark place right now. Yeah, it just bugged me. Fuck Snopes. Uh, so um, guy continues. <laughs> um, my question is two separate ones for each of you. Act. If you could act in any movie, past or present, which movie would it be, and what part would you play? Uh, the accused and the guy who rapes Jodie Foster on nice. the ball machine. Next question. And for term. What a pick. I swear I didn't screen this. That's just where my head goes first. Like I said. Got Big problem. got a thing for Jodie Foster. <laughs> my brother. He's not killing the president if about it. you could perfect any instrument which instrument would it be? And similar to the Axe question, which band, past or present, would you want to play, tour, and see the end of career, what? career what? with? Because I assume, knowing you, you'd probably pick a band pick up, of the Pick past. up the pace, so, my guy. With that being said, love you both. Have a fantastic day, week, Month, year, smooches. And in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Yeah, I would actually be in the Truman Show as his Thank friend you. that brings over a six pack. Um, guy, um, guy. <laughs> I would say piano and Grateful Dead, but then that That'd would mean sick. I would die because every person they ever had play <laughs> keyboards for them died. They're like, uh, like in Spinal Tap, there's that joke about how all of their drummers just die. The yeah. Grateful Dead actually had that with their keyboard players. How many? They had Pigpen, who they started with, Ron McKiernan. He died at 27. He's part of the 27 Club of fucking like liver failure from alcoholism. That's how hardcore Jesus he was. Christ. Then they got my favorite, Keith Godchow, is how I've always said it, but I could be wrong, uh, who is their backup singer, Donna's husband. Uh, I love the seventies era with Keith, uh, and and that's what, like my favorite chunk of Dead. Uh, he died, I believe, in a car wreck in nineteen eighty. Then they had Brent Midland, who was their cool young eighties guy, uh, and he died of a speedball. And then they had Bruce Hornsby, and now he's dead. Jeez, they all just die. Yeah, I hope you get the job. You should, <laughs> you should apply. You should audition. <laughs> uh, um, but. More than like want, wanting to be a member of a band and which band or whatever, uh, just wanting a instrument that I would w- like desire to perfect and be great at is is piano. My whole life that would be sick. Um, and I changed my answer. I would like to be in the movie Eddie with Whoopi Goldberg, where she gets chosen to be the coach nice. of the New York Knicks. Nice, and it would be me. I would I would be the coach. You would be Whoopi. Yes, or maybe I could be. Um, your dream role as an actor is to be Eddie in mm-hmm. Eddie. Yes. Okay. All right. Next question. Oh yeah. You know who I would be if I was you? If I could be if I could have your question, um, back to rape scenes <laughs> in uh David Fincher's remake of The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, I would be the therapist guy who rapes Rooney Mara's character. Actually, if I could do it, I would actually because he like straight up stuck his face in her bare. Now ass. that Term wants to play, I it would, was awesome. I would tag Term in for my move, and I would make him be a racer head. Okay. Yeah, that's just, my final. He just ruined it all. <laughs> just ruined everything. 
I'm the guy who kills the bit. Kills the bit. Kills the bit. I knew that would come in handy. What's up, faggots? I just want to know how Acumental feels about oh, term fucking moonlighting in the band Power Trip as their lead singer. Because uh fucking love Palmer Square is a fucking love Power Trip, man. And uh I don't know that. Yeah, that that's fucking term. I mean I know they do dead, but that's fucking term. Oh, a lot to take in there. So there's a, a group called Power Trip, and the lead singer is Term, and he's dead. Googling Did I get that right? Power Trip, but it's all full band things. I got that powder drip. Is that right. supposed to be me, this guy? Dude, I should rhyme that. That's dope. I don't do coke anymore, but yeah. <laughs> it doesn't look anything like me. No, it doesn't, but it kind of does. Okay, that, this like guy or murder you. on Middle Beach guy who looks more like me? <laughs> that guy Go for fuck. sure. Go that fuck guy. yourself. It's absolutely that guy. You know why? Mustache. It's your whole argument. It's my mustachioed face. <laughs> Maybe he was talking about this guy. <laughs> and that guy looks like me. That guy's fat. Maybe he was talking about this guy. It's the same as the other guy, just with Which guy? a different color. Did he dye his beard a little darker? No, go back to the guy that's you. And also play a, play a piece of, uh, what is it, Power Trips material here. All right. We go. Does he sound like you is the question. You know how D smoke kind of sounds like Kendrick. Let's see question. if Power Trip guy truly does sound like Term. You don't think he looks anything like you? Like even if it's just between the upper lip and the nose, like from afar, maybe. Term from afar, but far from term? I'll give it from afar. Let's go with their highest played song. Executioner's tax. Fuck yeah. Parentheses swing of the axe. Twenty 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 four. Oh, my bad. <laughs> All right, sing already. Fuck. Who's power tripping now? This is gonna be like an instrumental song or something. You just started screaming. Fuck yeah, dude. You want to get drunk and smash something right now? Absolutely. Let's, let's fucking wrap this shit up. Fuck yeah, dude. I'm getting angry. Shit hypes me up. All right, not my cup. Shit hypes me up. I like to think that I'm a little more sultry than that guy. Yeah, more Satan is real preacher. <coughs> One more question, and... Yeah, Happy dude. New Year. Give me a good one. Cue up a good one here. It's the last question of the year. It better be fucking good. Pick me a winner. It better be good. What's up, boys? It's already starting off. How you off. guys oh, doing? Happy holidays, man. Long time fan. Love you both. I uh, just wanted to say, fuck my life, dude. I got to work an hour early and everything is closed. Uh-huh. So I'm just fucking sitting here in my car on a rainy Monday at 6 in the morning. It's fucking shitty. Anyhow. And you're thinking of us. That's nice. Thanks. Oh. Quick question. Uh, term, what is the coffee you drink all the freaking time? And act, how do you stay so dang cute, bro? Jeez. All right, love you, boys. Maybe it's Maybelline. I don't know, dude. You woke up first. like this. He asked you uh, last, so you go first. Yeah, woke up like this. I didn't shower. 
But look at me. My hair is quaffed. My beard's trimmed. It's light dandruff because it's so dry in here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I drink, I'm currently drinking caribou coffee medium roast full bean right now. I thought you were going to say you drink like aloe vera juice every day and that's how you look so nice and youthful. Yeah, I should try that. I heard that from Cato Kalin. What? The guy from the OJ trial yeah, who's know, eating McDonald's. <laughs> he said that? He looks great. Look at him. But he says he sucks aloe? He drinks aloe vera juice every day. Oh, aloe vera juice. I'm picturing him, like, sucking a plant. No, they sell these big bottles of aloe vera juice. Most places, like gas stations and stuff, you just never notice them because they're gross and you wouldn't buy them. True. Um, I thought I heard Pharrell say something similar, but... I'm, I did get into it. But I did get into it recently. <laughs> My bad. The Leuven brothers were brothers, so that's why their harmonies sound so in sync. Answer the man's coffee question, did you say? Oh, Cafe Bustello. It's very cheap coffee. Yeah. It's you... espresso coffee, so makes your palms sweat. Yeah, I'm surprised you haven't um, had a heart strayed. attack. No, just like changed, out. Strange, strayed from your coffee preference by now. Um, like, right now, I have. It used to be out of like a budgetary concern. Like, I got to get cheap shit that gets right. me super caffeinated. Right. So you get the espresso stuff. And it, it, it I does. I mean, Cafe Bustelo is just good shit. Right now, I'm using mm. some European brand that I don't know. Because I went to that European grocery store where I got those potato pancakes that I made for you, me, and Taggy when we watched the Khabib fight during the day. Yep. So I went back there for some more potato pancakes, and I was out of coffee, so then I bought this European coffee, and I don't know what it's called. And finally, let's read a few of these YouTube questions, you guys. Questions? YouTube comments, you guys. Painting pictures. Leafy. What is that? Hey, you know about cuffing simps and slang leafy. stuff. Yeah, what does it mean if someone says leafy with heart eyes? Is that like, you're hot? I have no idea. Beach Squad on the stream. Make a song with Tech 9 already on the stream. Uh, that would be dope. Can't say it hasn't crossed my mind. Uh, hey, next year's our year. 2021, the year of the Palmer Squares Tech 9 collab. Um, F you, okay. Acknowledge. Hmm, pissing. I don't know. Someone doesn't care for the ending. And then, yeah, I guess it, I should have known all of these comments would be on the stream you guys it's still mm -hmm. up the nightmare after christmas live stream from this past saturday uh we killed it one little blip one little asterisk maybe uh a couple more comments i don't know if it's going to be in the 10 but uh i opened this recent live stream with another rendition of a country tune on my guitar which probably sounds like shit and uh you didn't listen to any of the um Live stream back? No. You wouldn't want to listen to your guitar part? Some guy called me Term McGraw, and I liked that. Oh, he did that last time, too. Well, Hopefully it was the same guy. Otherwise, it's fucking hack. <laughs> it was possibly Marty? Uh, 1226 is my daughter's <coughs> birthday, so this was a gift for me. All right. Uh, that mustache bolo combo wields great power and commands respect. Term can pull off some wild styles. It's crazy. You fucking right. Hey, no arguments. Uh, I was just telling someone how rad the Halloween stream was, and mm -mm -mm, I take a 10-strip for every live stream. <laughs> right, 10-strip guy. The right way. Frick yeah. Oh, and why not? While we're here. Term K, thank you so much for introducing me to Borderlord by Chris Christofferson by playing it on guitar during this stream. Possibly one of the best songs I have heard. And you introduced one of the best songs ever. One of the best covers by this guy. Yeah, not even not even Chris Christofferson's version. It's like you kicked the door open on that. I did recommend Borderlord on this show 
I don't know, a month ago, two months ago. You something? heard of Chris Christofferson? Well, I'm pissed Pissedofferson. Wow. What are you, Eminem? <laughs> that is an Eminem line. He said that on his new thing, and um, it's almost as bad as the Long John Silver selfish line, which is... <laughs> no, but he meant like he sold... Untoppable. He, he would sell fish. Because that's what Long John sell, Silver <laughs> sells is fish. Right. But if you're selfish, you only think about yourself... TPS Reports podcast, you guys. We did it. It wasn't easy, but we fucking made it. And you did too. Uh, 2020, the year of our Lord, Corona. Yeah. Uh, coming Again, to an no, end. Uh, there's no reason to believe that it's going to be any easier. How next long year. would you think? Because I'd be curious to go listen back. Like right now, I remember. Like, but it's all, you know, a couple months from now, that's a year. That's going to be a year of pandemic. And then it's like, how many more years really before? Let's say you can go shopping without a mask or, you know, quote unquote, back to normal. You can fly without proof of being vaccinated. Right. Um, it's going to be a while. This is like, this sucks. And it's, I, you know, I thought maybe we'd be playing shows normally again in the spring. I like, I guess, I guess I didn't. If you go back, I'm, I think I would have, my knee jerk, because I'm not exactly an optimist, you guys. I bet my knee jerk would have been like three or five years, like no tours. And, like, I don't know. It's just so, like, touchy. And let's hope all that shit is flat sometime in 2021. Because I don't yeah. want it to be fucking years, plural, before we can go play a real show. Bars. Bars. No, I think uh, it, it's not going... next By 2021, even by the end of 2021... Right, we're not going to have a It's not tour. going to be... Uh, that we're capable of going to every single state and playing a show. But there's going to be enough to where at some point this year we are going to go on the road uh, and we're going to just have to play all the places we can that aren't locked down. If you're in a place that's locked down, maybe you got to drive and cross a border or something to see us. Uh, But it wouldn't be the first time. We could do this. Palmer Square's Border Lord Tour? Wow. (laughs) I was going to call it the Catching COVID Tour. (laughs) The Super Spreader Arena Tour. There we go. Um, what else, you but, guys? But yeah, uh, at the very least, we're going to have to, at some point this year, venture out and play in front of someone somewhere, and it might have to be like a, a fucking southern tour, because that's what's opening up most. Florida to Texas to New Orleans or something. Right, and it's like we could never draw in the south anyways, so like, it wouldn't be that weird to go and no one shows up. I'll yeah. go play a show for no one. Like, I'm willing to, to ju- like, I'm bored, you guys. I'm I'm down. I would drive. <laughs> I would drive to Texas to go fucking play a show. If, if they book killer us. shows in Texas, bro, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Texas is uh is by far like the most opening up. I watched uh, Canelo's fight last week. Let's was go. in Texas, and there was like we're going, we're going to Texas. There was like thousands of people there. It was in an arena, and they've just filled like the the ground uh, to half capacity. Which in an arena was still thousands of people. And since the pandemic started, by far, and not at a protest, that's the most amount of people I've seen like at a thing since this started. A thing where you had to like buy tickets to go to. TPS Reports Podcast at gmail.com, 708-797-3079. Give us a call in the new year, would you please? Or send an email. Patreon.com slash Palmer Squares. And there's some merchandise over at spookylanguage.com slash shop get yourself one of the last white tie-dye hoodies with or without it good note hoodies still available um but not many left nope and uh we also we saw that there was a couple literally two 
two folks that had reached out um, where they had purchased the black hoodie and some of the the logo had it with one wash had you know pretty significantly faded it so uh you know we so don't wash your hoodie never wash it uh, repeat do not that's wash how you can ensure hoodie. that all of our like microbes <laughs> and follicles are still they remain from when we grabbed it and packed it you don't want to lose that palmer square's essence you guys right. if it stinks it's supposed to um, but seriously, we, uh, we, we're taking care of those guys, um, making a replacement item, yeah. and we're hoping it was only just a couple of... Just throwing it out there. If somebody, if it happened to be like a significant um, loss, not just like some little flake, uh, you can let us know, and we will try our best to uh, to make that good and, and do a replacement. What cause... we recommend is washing them by hand with like a soapy bucket <laughs> on the back porch. You, gotta, you have a clothesline with clothespins? Yes. Um, and you need to live somewhere warm, like... Texas, or else they're just mm-hmm. gonna freeze. Stiff. You're gonna need a washboard. Maybe you know someone in a bluegrass. You know what I do with some shit? That's like a, I, I turn it inside out when I wash it, and it makes it like the the graphics stay a little yeah whatever. Because the inside is what stinks. The part that's been touching you. In any event, um, hopefully it was just an anomaly there. But uh, if that happened to be the case. We uh, we wanted satisfied customers out there, you guys. So um, just be careful, I guess. We did a uh, we I talked to Goodnote, and there was a. Uh, a new paint that we had tried on some of them, so maybe that wasn't a good call. And uh, right. so, just let us know. Um, in any event, shout out everybody for you know, like I said, joking at the beginning, but seriously in reflection now, uh, supporting the Palmer Squares this year. Whether you donated on these live streams or bought a, a vinyl at BishopRecords.com, you got one of these hoodies, right. or you just stream our music because that does add up, and we get fucking stream revenue. Uh, like all that shit uh, kept us alive this year. Patreon supporters, um, you know, it could have been a lot worse. I'm trying to be, you know, the optimist that I that I never am. But uh, there's no fucking way next year can be that much worse. I'm like, I spent all this year, like, getting my fucking, trying to get my head back together to, like, hit the ground running. Like, we're going to, you know, I'm going to, I wrote a verse today, or, like, I finished a verse I'd been wow. working on. First time in months. No way. Wrote a verse to a drill beat. <laughs> like it. It's not average. It's good. It's like my caliber stuff. And I'm like, okay, that felt good. Because I haven't fucking written in months. Haven't recorded in a while. And um, that was part, partly like a goal to focus on other things, try other things, just give ourselves a fucking rest to, you know, not uh, do everything all at once. We had to figure out how to stream and do that type of shit. And that affected our, you know writing and recording for right now but uh ready to go man i'm ready to fucking go next year and make some things i'm gonna find this inspiration i think i actually just found it this week y'all so uh, thanks for sticking with us send us a thing send us a fingerboard in the new year mine is uh my grip's fading y'all i have uh the past three weeks made trips to the post office to check the p.o box and i can't explain to you guys not even a lump of coal how that would have been better than nothing. Heartbreaking it is for me to open that box and find nothing. Um, no, I uh, totally get it, and uh, I'm 100. I'm more shocked when there is something. In Some there. guy keeps talking about how he's going to send us a queef in a jar. Uh, I don't know how a guy is going to send that, but hmm. where there's a will, there's a way. Sus. Either way, put up or shut up. You know, uh, Palmer Squares, P.O. Box two five six two seven. You know what? Chicago, Illinois six zero six two. I mean, who knows exactly how it's going to unfold, but as of right now, we have a show on the books in 2021. That's true. Summer camp. Summer camp in May. Junkyard Samurai. We were supposed to be there this year. Didn't happen. Rescheduled for the end of May. 
So why not plug that? Because it's been a long time since we plugged a real show. Uh, and like I said, that stream, Nightmare After Christmas, still up on Facebook and YouTube and Twitch. Uh, give it a whirl. Skip around and uh, you know, skip straight to dip and just, just watch it in full. That's really the only thing you need to watch. Uh, it was a good stream. Turn me too hard on yourself. You crushed it. Hard on. <laughs> hard on. Um, and follow me on Instagram, you guys. I started an Instagram this year during the quarantine, um, finally. So I'm trying to go into the new year with 2,000 followers. Fucking fuck it up. At Acumental, you guys. Show me your love. Um, at baby underscore labia <laughs> as well, if you're not aware of your boy. I think I realized what baby labia uh, is as I was repeating to my girl from Wayne's World when he's like, if she was a part of the body, she'd be the a baby, the baby a Majora, Abraham Lincoln, that whole scene. Yeah. And then baby a Majora just went from that <laughs> to labia to baby, baby labia. Crushed it. That's what you do, man. You take this word, you find this other word, and then... I know I'm trying to pawn my creepy pedo name off onto Mike Myers, who didn't say it, but what do you want me to do? Um, I just listened to a pretty fucking dope album this morning, and uh, it wasn't D-Smokes. That was dope, too. I'm saying I listened to two albums. One of them was from uh, an old pal, Dan Canvas. Remember Dan Canvas? Like, I don't. You would. I bet you would. If you, uh, you know, back, like, remember playing Swig, Tony... I do. Days like that was, you know, 10 years ago. It's fucking insane. Or maybe, yeah, yeah it was 10 years ago. Um, but yeah, just a Chicago dude, dope artist. And we'd played some events with him and haven't seen him recently, but he dropped a project um, I saw on Instagram. Maybe he had another like uh, like rap name that he doesn't use anymore. It doesn't ring a bell. But I'm not sure. In any event, um, he has... I mean, I'm stupid. I'm also inconsiderate. <laughs> I've done a lot of piece of shit, traumatic damage Garbage to my person. brain over the past stupid. ten years. Stupid for sure. All of those things. <laughs> um, but I like, I uh, I wanted to check it out, and I was like, if nothing else, like I will check it. I wanted to like find a song to end the party, and then I just listened to the whole album. Like I already found the song, right? And then I'm just I I was impressed. It's got all sorts of styles on it, and it's not just like certainly not you know uh, your your just your hip hop pocket. There's like some fucking upbeat dance type tracks. There's some very, very mellow. He's singing tracks. There's some like track two sounds like it's a fucking DJ Shadow song. Like Damn, he's selling a... this album way better than I sold Satan is real. <laughs> I mean, this album's probably much better. Uh, it was fucking I got awesome. too hung up on the podcast guy. I was like, I'm gonna listen to this podcast and I'll have all these things to say about the Leuven Brothers. And then all that I got out of the podcast was I'm annoyed by this kid's saying everything like he's Shane Smith. <laughs> Man. It was not as good as you wanted it to be. <laughs> it never is. <laughs> um, so yeah, Dan Canvas with a K, everybody. Uh, this is a song called Skeleton, and it oh, fucking rolls. Oh, Dan Canvas with a K. Uh. No, it still doesn't ring any bells. <laughs> um, I already picked the fucking song, and then this one came up, and I was like, no, nah, this is the song. Wow. Um, but yeah, check out the whole album. It's called Understanding Dead Plants, if I'm not mistaken. By Dan Canvas with a K. And this is Skeleton. Find it in the Smoochie Gang playlist on Spotify, and uh, we'll see you in the new year, you guys, 2021. Smooches. Kill Whitey! I prefer to spend my time alone. Open space to think this further through. I've never understood your stainless confidence. You shake my bones the closer that you move.
If I gotta dance with the skeleton I bet there be a crowd around to watch If I gotta dance with the skeleton I'ma bust a move Move, bang, say Don't pray, don't pray Move, bang, say Don't pray Don't pray. Listening to each other is all we have. Pay attention to the people around you. I wish I could spend more time with you. Every chance I get, I fuck it up. Talking to you feels like floating weightless. There's no pressure to feel there. If I gotta dance with the skeleton. Let there be a crowd around to watch If I gotta dance with the skeleton I'ma bust a move Move, bang, shake Don't break, don't break Move, bang, shake Don't break, don't break I keep chasing, I gotta hydrate Sprinklers, water the front yard all day The TV's on downstairs, I cannot sleep Driving for hours, looking for some action My left hand hangs in the wind If you text me back right now, I'm on my way Scattered on the side of the road Splattered on the wall Standing right before your eyes Scattered on the side of the road Splattered on the wall Rolling by in the wind 